Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. New year, new suns. Let's go. Let's put 2022 behind us. Okay, the team was 5-11 and 11 in 2022 or in December of 2022. We need to get past that. But you know what? You go to the Big Apple. You got two days off, Matthew. You know that this team was going to come out fresh, come out crisp, and play up to the expectations that are Madison Square Garden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. New year, same suns. <laughs> That's about it. <sighs> it was disappointing, dude. What a fucking waste of time. I'm kind of just, I'm <laughs> dreading. I'm Honestly, I'm dreading watching the suns right now. I kind of get up. I'm like, let's see. Let's see if Aiden can take us to the next level or until Booker gets back. I'm just looking forward to certain things. But then as soon as the game starts and you're down 12 to four again, I'm just like, what is the point of watching this shit? Cause they're not coming back. Well, it's not even the fact that they were 12 of four. It was, they, it just continued to just snowball upon itself. Like I've seen 12 to four. We've seen that a few times with the Phoenix suns. Well, they'll go down eight points. They'll go down 10, maybe even 15 points in that first quarter. And then they, over time, claw themselves back. It was really the second quarter. And for those of you who didn't watch the game, good for you. I hope you had a productive Monday. I hope you were yeah. working and you're yeah. like, you know what? I'll, I'll deal with that shit when I come home. Maybe I'll come up with the jam session guys and see what they have to say. The Suns shot like 17% from the from the uh, the the three-point line in the first half. They shot like 22% in the first half from the field. It was just, it was unbelievable. The, the second half or the second quarter, they gave up an 18 to 0 run. And that's when I was just like, oh, cool, cool. Glad to be covering this one for Brightside. This is going to be fun. So <laughs> yep. I just, I just yep. vented. If, if you're bored, go read that or just watch this. Either way. It's Either not way. Very fun. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. So uh, I don't know if there's even plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. We'll see what happens. Uh, Thank you for hanging out with us if you're hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon after the Suns score a season-low 83 points in the Garden against the Knicks. Yay, Suns. So make sure you subscribe, rate, review, or don't. I don't care. I'll tell you this. I told everyone last podcast, don't give us any five-star reviews. Fuck it. We got two new ones. So we'll be reading those at the end of the pod. Thank you for giving (laughs) us those five-star reviews. Uh, Do whatever you want. to get, huh? Playing hard <laughs> yeah don't you don't you threaten me with a review uh but i'm gonna be popping open this hus brewing scottsdale blonde let's start some day drinking matthew because you know what this is depressing uh new year same sons pop them if you got them sons fans let's talk about this it's interesting little game that happened on a monday afternoon in new york
The Suns play like dog shit in New York. But you know what, Matthew? We're going to be joined by someone who's live in the garden. Give it up for So Says Jay, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, boys? You poor guy. You poor guy. You know, the garden is a fantastic experience. I'll say say that much. That's all. (laughs) Season low for the Suns, man. Oh, I'm getting kicked out. Hold on. Sorry. It's, the garden is amazing. It's a great place to watch a game. Get out of here! That, that's, well, to be fair, you know, here, you guys want to see a look. Uh, see? Oh, it's beautiful. It, it really it really is. I mean, it's a phenomenal experience. Yeah, the sun's play like absolute dog shit. I mean, my God. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, that, right? I mean, Justin from Fan of the Flames has joined us live from the garden. You were down there. You were close to the sun's bench. Did you hear anything? Did they have any adjustments? What did Monty do in this game? Uh, he looked he looked dejected a lot. Um, honestly, the body language on the bench didn't look that great. They they looked like they looked like they came out, got blitzkrieged at the beginning of an early start, and we're just like, meh, let's uh, let's get it get through this game just time wise. <laughs> nothing 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 but nothing effort wise. I mean, and shots just weren't falling. I mean, at the end of the day, what do we end up shooting like? 20 something percent from three low 20s they shot 40 something we shot what 30 percent overall maybe it was it was not a great way to start 2023 i think we can all agree on that what were the comments from the fans out there you know <laughs> this lady sitting next to me uh she she leaned over about halfway through the second quarter and just goes i'm sorry about your sons um <laughs> Other than that, man, like everyone's been really uh, super cordial. I probably helped that, you know, they came out and took an immediate lead. And I said very little throughout that entire game. Um, There were four unruly fans sitting in front of us right at the beginning. Like during warm-up started heckling CT and and Garden Security came over right off the bat and told them to calm down. Um, And they they did. They, they They were inebriated, you know, but hey. Young kids having a good time, I'm sure I would have been like that at some point in my life. Um, but the experience as a whole, again, it's great. I mean, fans were a little little subdued. You know, okay, hold on. I, I will say one thing. Julius Randle getting MVP chance when he's on like a 6 for 16 <laughs> game. I mean, come on. I, that's, that seems a bit much. I, I, I did hear this dude behind me constantly saying how the Suns can't do anything without Devin Booker, which is fair. Um, but then they also started talking about how DA got like the Suns got a crazy trade offer for DA for with Tyler, Halliburton, all this stuff. I'm like, I thought about correcting them, but like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay in my lane here, um, wear my Suns hat, and maintain my my silence, which I think was the the wise choice. And in fact, one of the guys behind me fell asleep. I shit you not, fell asleep during the game. It was a sleeper of a game. Was, yeah, I mean, I guess can we really blame him all that much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think we can. Well, Justin, we appreciate you hanging out and popping in real quick to say what's up from the garden. Sounds Absolutely, like you're enjoying your time out there in NYC, right? You know, it's been it's been a blast. Uh, hung out, watched some uh, football with Loom and Flex yesterday, and just been doing a lot of wandering. Have not gotten myself in any trouble. Only ended up in like one part of town I probably shouldn't have been in, and then made my recognize it pretty quickly and met my way out. So. I'd say overall, it's been a positive trip. Yes. Have I'm you had some pizza? Yeah. Oh, of course, I've had pizza. So here's what you pizza, need to do: bodega food, all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, here, what you, here's what you need to oh, do. I'm getting yelled at again. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, go go over to Eighth Avenue and uh, 
West 31st, which oh, is so just like, like my hotel. Well, it's it's right outside the garden. It's on like the south yeah. west corner of the garden across the street, caddy corner. There's some good pizza. You walk in, they just start yelling at you. They go, what the fuck do you want? And you're like, I have some pizza, please. <laughs> They're like, yeah, no shit. You want a slice? You want a pie? Go enjoy it. It's good pizza. I can't wait to get yelled at. That sounds fantastic. I look forward to that. I, I left Phoenix to avoid getting yelled at. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll have a All good right, one. We'll see you, you when you're back in Phoenix. Sounds good, fellas. Have a great show, boys. Thank you. See you. Well, there you go. So says Jay, live from the garden. Poor guy shows up there, sees the Phoenix Suns lose 102 to 83. Ooh, look at those new graphics you got, Matthew. Those are clean. Yeah, so this is the final This is the final time, all right? I had to make them more clean. And then, like, the thing I always had with the um, the logos, what size should they be? They were always different. So I'm like, all right, let's just find a way to make it all even. So this should be it. This is it. Dude, that is so sexy, so clean. Which brings me to my first question. <laughs> Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, any New Year's resolutions? No, you know, I don't believe in that stuff. I feel oh. like if you're going to change, just do it right now. Just do it right now. Don't wait till the new year. There, You know what? A new year, though, you do wake up. You're like, All right, there's some things I want to change. But if you're going to wait till the new year, to like, hey, I'm going to work out. Hey, I'm going to do this, this, and that. No, you just do it then. Don't wait a couple weeks for the new year. Just, just start. Um, so, so I don't, I haven't had one of those in a while. So a backup first question. No, same thing. Uh, uh, so the backup first question, what was the first meal that you ate in 2023? First meal. Uh, can I talk about my last meal? Sure. My last meal was of 2022. Yeah. Oh, 2022. Yeah, you, bastard, you had Elmer's. Woo, dude, I had a bean and cheese. I had a large strips and I had oh. uh, many chimneys. The best meal I've had all year long. I, I'm almost like a little, little emotional over here talking about it. But the first meal I had was, let me think. It was actually a, um, oh, it's, it's just, it was chicken and sweet potatoes. <laughs> what did you have? <laughs> well, I, first off, for those of you who don't know what Elmer's is, down in Chandler, I think they're off Chandler Boulevard, right? Yeah, right, right across the street from Chandler High School. Yeah, they have a place called Elmer's. They have the best Mexican food, the best strips, which is like, uh tortilla strips or tortilla chips with beans and cheese their hot sauce oh yeah you're lucky you had that my, my first meal of the year it's almost like a tradition i get taco bell because fuck Cause resolutions because the, <laughs> no. the fucking commercials dude no because i know no one's gonna be in line because everyone's like new year new me i'm like hell yeah man i'm gonna go get me a <laughs> yeah. burrito high five yourself yeah <laughs> you know? so yeah uh that's how that's how good this this sun's game was folks so we're just gonna sit here and talk about our, what we ate instead those commercials uh, though it's non-stop every every break there's a taco bell commercial on the app so i don't know if you notice that on your tv but the app that i watch the games from oh, it's just that's all no. you see no, okay. I don't see a bunch. We don't, we don't, I get the same. I don't know about you, but I feel good. And then just a lady, and then a lady crying. They're like, this is healthcare. And you're like, oh, this is depressing, is what it is. So I'll tell you what was depressing, though, Jamsters, was watching this Phoenix Suns team. Play. And I don't know where to start. I really don't. Uh, we talked about it on the last podcast I've talked about a multiple on multiple podcasts this season. Like part of me really wants to say, Hey, this is a Monty issue because Monty Williams is not getting this team prepared. This Monty Williams is not getting this team just re ready to play basketball. And I, it, it's frustrating. And I have a challenge with that, you know, but at the same time, like you have to understand 
that the Suns are going through it right now. And I see it everywhere. And this is something that's it, – it's almost kind of shocking to me, Matthew. I want to get your kind of point of view on this. It's almost shocking to me how this fan base handles losing. Because we lost all the time for 10 years. Like, you think we'd know to lose and just be like, you know what? Like, okay, this sucks, but we have to be optimistic, right? Like, all of a sudden, this team is losing again. They're struggling. They're 20 and 18. Okay, there's the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Uh, I believe five games back or six games back of the first overall spot. You know, a team that was in the first overall spot a month ago is now five games out of number one. And every... Everyone thinks that James Jones needs to go because he hasn't made a move yet. Everyone thinks that Monty Williams needs to go because this team can't shoot in the first quarter. And I just think back to how Devin Booker in like the first five years of his career had five different head coaches and how the tumultuous culture that we had is at for this team and how this was not a free agent destination and all these things that we had to suffer through as Suns fans, hoping that we would be in a moment like this where we had stability in the front office and from a coaching standpoint and the Phoenix Suns go through one run, the one rough month, their first rough month in like two and a half seasons and the walls of Jericho come a tumbling down. What are your thoughts on that? It's very hard to watch. Um, There's one thing though, where you just have to look forward to Booker coming back we have a lot more to look forward to than back then where you just didn't know where the, what the direction of this franchise was going. Uh, when you had Bender and you had Chris and you had Josh Jackson, those were dark days right now. It's super, super dark, but you know, Booker's coming back. You know, Cameron Johnson's coming back. You know, there's going to be a move, you know, we have a new owner. So there's mm-hmm. a lot that we know that's going to happen for sure. Like there's going to be hopefully a trade. If not, then we have this team that's going to be healthy. They're probably not a contender, but they're going to win some games. They're going to get in the playoffs. They're going to be a top six seed for sure. That's something to look forward to, I think. I don't think it it can't be Monty's fault, can't be James Jones' fault. They put us in the situation where two great seasons back-to-back. Now we just know what to expect, so I think it's very difficult. It's kind of like being a Patriots fan, right? You hear Bill Simmons all the time. Anytime they have a bad season or anytime that they're actually losing, it's like, but they're still going to, they might still make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year. Yeah. You expect Super Bowls. You expect the championships. And we don't have it. You're just like, wow, this fucking sucks. Now I know what it feels like to feel like everybody else. Yeah, we've, we're feeling like everybody else. We're feeling like a lot of these teams in the subreddit where we're just not looking forward to a whole lot. We're just kind of just cruising through these games. You want players to step up, but you have to realize like these aren't the players that are going to get us to the championship. You know that one's coming back for sure. But we do know that we do need some help for sure, I think. Yeah, and I I guess the way that I look at it is how so many of these same fans and members of this fan base reacted last postseason when the the wheels fell apart for the Phoenix Suns in the postseason. And everybody was saying the same thing. The regular season doesn't matter. 64 wins doesn't fucking matter. So here we are going through it, taking our lumps, not peaking early, right? Like we're not like the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that peaks early. We're not like the Phoenix Suns of last year, a team that clearly peaked early. We're going through something that like the Golden State Warriors went through last year. Remember, they were banged up. They were beat up. They were without Draymond for months at a time. Steph Curry was hurt. Clay was trying to come back. All these different factors were against them. Their fan base was losing their mind, probably much more uh, justifiably so than we should have been because we've never won shit. And, <laughs> yeah. and then it all kind of came together right before the postseason and then they march through the postseason like i get it's january 2nd like we need to take a breath here 
and not try to gut the front office in an effort to rectify a temporary problem. Like you're trying to take a permanent solution to a temporary problem. The problem is we're without Devin Booker, without 27.1 points per game. We're without the guy who consistently leads this team in, in first quarter scoring. And not just this team, he's one of the top five top players in the NBA in first quarter scoring. So guess what? Yeah, without him, we have an identity crisis in that first quarter. But it doesn't mean that James Jones needs to be fired because he hadn't made a move yet. You know, because these same people, it's like, okay, James Jones does make a move because everyone's like, fucking, we need to do something with Jay Crowder. We need to do it now. We need this. We need that. We need this. And we get some boneheaded asset in return. And then it's just like, well, but you made the move, just not the right one. It's just like, dude, like these people will never be happy. Probably myself included. (laughs) No, we're not going to be happy right now, but like James Jones is playing chess, not checkers. He keeps seeing that all over Twitter, and it's totally true. You just have to wait it out, and it's very painful to watch these games because you know like there's still a chance against this Knicks team where you're down by 20, you're down by 23. You still can make a run to get back in it um, late in the third or early in the fourth, but this team's just not built for that right now. They they had two two guys come back and sham it in pain. Now they have to work themselves back into yes. it. Now it's like, who the fuck are you starting? So there's always going to be questions going into every game. There's always going to be injuries. This 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 whole season is chaos. But do remember, like you said earlier, last season didn't matter. Getting in the tournament matters. But just remember the Lakers. The Lakers are like, well, just you. if they make the playoffs eight seed, they still have a chance to win a championship. Think of that with the Suns. We're contenders. I don't know if it's enough right now. But if we just place ourselves there, we have a chance. And I think that's all we can ask for this season, unless there's a different direction they go. If you're going to get rid of, which is insane, we're not getting rid of James Jones or Monty Williams for years. We're going to have these guys for a while, and they're going to go through rough stretches, and you just got to support them because you know right now they're just not getting the most out of these players, but everyone's just kind of going through it right now. So let's just see how this kind of unfolds. And I think it's going to go in a better direction than what we think right now. Well, and we know that what this team is right now as constructed, even with Devin Booker healthy and Cameron Johnson healthy, is most likely not a championship-level team. There's things that need to happen in order for this team to get there. There needs to be an increase in touches and usage rate and shot attempts for DeAndre Ayton. And again, this next month is an opportunity for that to happen. A move needs to happen because you have Jay Crowder, who is your starting power, uh, power forward over the last two seasons, is not playing. Okay, that's money and an asset that currently isn't on the roster, okay? It's like losing somebody for the entire season uh, from a medical issue. It's the same thing. So we know as constructed that this team isn't a a championship contender, and this team is also incomplete right now. So, again, like, I'm just like the rest of the Suns fans. Watching this game sucked. Watching them go to New York after having two days rest, uh, going against a team that's 19 and 18, very schizophrenic, Watching this this version of the Phoenix Suns come out and play was frustrating. You want to see them hit shots. You know, it's like here's the here's the other side of that. It's like it's not like they were struggling to hit shots because the defense of the Knicks was was so prevalent. They, they, they were wide open. They were just missing. They were clanking everything. I mean, you take a look at the first quarter alone, and DeAndre Ayton uh, was three of six from the field in the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns. The rest of the team was two of 16. You know, I mean, the team shot 22.7% in the first and 10% from beyond the arc. They're one of 10. They scored 11 points in the first quarter, you know, and that's (laughs) like a season low. They've scored 15 points twice in a quarter this season, 11 points. And even on the other side of that, they'd only given up 23. 
because the Knicks shot eight of 21 from the field and three of nine from beyond the arc. So it's like they were completely out of it after the first, but you go into the second quarter and then they continue the shitty shooting. They were 45%. They were nine of 20 from the field, two of seven from beyond the arc. Meanwhile, the Knicks go for 11 of 19, which is 57.9%. The team hit, I think, like 10 of their first 10 shots or 11 of their first 11 shots. Right. And they outscore the Phoenix Suns 31 to 20, went on an 18 row in the middle run in the middle of that. And, you know, there's essentially your ball game. I mean, it's 54 to 31 at halftime. Yes. 31 points by the Phoenix Suns at halftime. And it's just like, you know what? That's what you get. You got Cameron Payne coming back, as you mentioned, Matthew. You have Landry Shamit coming back. It's not 2K. It's not like when the guy comes off the injury report and all of a sudden he can go out there and play in 45 minutes. And he scores 50 points like it just doesn't happen that way. No, it doesn't. You can kind of see like in the beginning of the game, they're trying to get them into the game. Uh, Shamit, that is, because he did start. So you're trying to feed him, trying to get somebody hot because you know like DeAndre can do only so much. The thing is, the way this offense is right now, and I know they missed everything, a lot of their scoring, it's like, hey, they got four points. They were at four nothing. And then all of a sudden it was like, it was 15 to four. It's because they just, when they miss, there's no second chance opportunities. When they miss, it seems like the Knicks already had two shot attempts within like their one possession that the Suns have. I know that doesn't make any sense, but they're just so slow right now, especially with Chris mm-hmm. Paul kind of leading them. Um, so there's a lot of different directions you can go with this. Um, it's just trying to find the one to get you one win. That's the thing. It's like everything else must go until you win one game. It's everyone's trying to find a way to win this, win any of these games as fans on Twitter, they're trying to find something, a solution, but there's really nothing right now, unless they just get hot from three, unless they can just get those second chance points and play some defense and, you know, stop runs, not stop having to call a timeout when you're down 15 to four in the first quarter, like every fucking game. So that's what's killing us. But until that happens, man, we're going to be blown out and we're going to be losing a lot of these games. Well, here's one direction we can perhaps try. The points so when you talk about the point God and you, and you take a look at his first half, Chris Paul played 15 minutes in the first half. He was 0-4 from the field. He had zero points and one total assist. He also had one steal. Matthew, I'll ask you this. At what point do we start Cameron Payne instead? Right now. <laughs> right, right now. now. Yeah, you I'm have with to. You. And if you just want you want Chris Paul to start the game and then like a tip, you get the tip ball. And if Aiden controls it, then call a timeout and then sub <laughs> sub Cameron back Payne. In. That's all you can do because right now the offense is just kind of slow. And I know like we missed everything tonight. But the pace is just so much better with Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne can go in there and miss three three straight shots, three straight layups. But there's going to be more attempts within five minutes than what Chris Paul can give you. Because then Chris Paul just defers to other guys. And it's like, okay, um, Mikhail, okay, Aiden, try to get a bucket. No. Like, you, they, you can't run the offense through them right now. You just can't do it. It's not working. Cameron Payne looks like he, especially tonight, it looked like he wants to step up and be that guy. I think it's a tough decision, but there was a poll today on Twitter. Someone asked, who would you rather have, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? Wow. Like, wouldn't you think it would be Chris Paul? No, because now people are saying Westbrook because he's accepting the backup role. Mm -hmm. That's something I think Chris Paul has to do for now until we can get Booker back or something. But Cameron Payne has to be the guy. I mean, it was two playoffs ago where we kind of wanted him to be in a way just because the offense wasn't as – as fluent and there wasn't really the whole lot of pace there right now, Cameron Payne can give you that. So let's see how that works. Nothing against Chris Paul, but we do need to change their starting point guard. 
Well, Cameron Payne, obviously, is this is his first game back after missing nine games with a foot <laughs> injury. So uh, while I agree that this team probably should ex- at some point experiment and say, hey, listen, CP3, like, you know, we you have to buy in to the fact that we're going to need you for a deep playoff run and we need you as healthy as possible. And starting isn't always necessarily what we need. We need less minutes from you, essentially. And Monty can approach that two different ways. He can approach it the the spine way the, the you know the the I have I have cojones way and go to Chris Paul and be like hey you're on the bench now okay we're gonna have you start to run some sets with the second team unit but Cameron Payne with the explosiveness that he brings with the pace that he brings and we saw this plenty earlier this year Suns fans so don't act like I'm talking not you know one side of my mouth this team was the first overall seed when Cam when Chris Paul was injured and Cameron Payne was running point. And we were all kind of wondering it back then. It's like, you know what? Maybe it's just okay to start. You know, Chris Paul's 38 years old. Yeah. You know, he, the, the pace of play that he plays with is something that is one, it's been hard to watch for a couple of seasons, uh, but it's been effective, but it's not even as effective anymore. Now, granted, as I mentioned, he had zero points and he had one assist at halftime. He ends the game with a total of 11 points and two assists. Uh, so he really, you know, four of 11 from the field. It, it's, I'm not going to sit there and say, Cameron Payne needs to start based on the merit of this game. This is a dog shit game for anybody. You don't make any decisions with this game. We've talked about in the past, like literally like, you know, taking a game, taking a game and rolling up into a ball and throwing a trash can like that is this game. But I agree with you that Cameron Payne at some point, I highly recommend the Phoenix Suns exploring, just trying to allow him some opportunity to start and to run the pace of play for this game and for this team. Yeah, it would be the best decision for the team. And it's not like he's going to come out next game if we do start Cameron Payne and we're going to win the game, but it gets us a better opportunity. We're not going to be in these big holes in the first quarter. That's what's killing us. It's just the holes we get it's in. Like, holes, man. It, I mean, if they're trying to find someone that's hot and it's not working, that's fine. If you're going to miss like three out of, what was it? What was like three out of 10 shots or something to start the game? Are you in three for 10 or three for 12, whatever, to start what, the, the game? The, sun, the Suns were two of yeah, 12 to start the game. 12. And it, an eight was like two of four, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, and you the can't blame that on Chris Paul. But, no. but you're going to get more attempts. You're going to get guys in better rhythm if you're running the, through Chris or through Cameron Payne because he just he's hitting people in stride. He saw it in the third quarter. It looked pretty good. Well, to that point with Cameron Payne. Here comes the Payne! Is Cameron Payne? Oh, there it is. There's his little thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Cameron Payne in this game, again, first game back, plays a total of 18 minutes, has eight points, has seven assists, 3-7 from the field, although I liked his shot selection. And you'll hear me probably say that multiple times on this podcast. Like I liked a lot of the Suns' sh- uh, shot selection. They just simply weren't falling. Um, but Cameron Payne was <laughs> – he was a plus 19 in this game. <laughs> you know, everybody else, like uh, Chris Paul was – a team low negative 38 in this game. Cameron Payne Holy was plus- shit. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Oh my God. Negative gosh, 38. Dude. Like, again, wow. I'm not huge on plus minus, but like negative 38 is kind of shame. Something right that there. Stuck no, out. Right. You need yeah. to lose a game by 38. Like, yeah. you know, oh my God. And campaign was a plus 19, you know? So, yeah. You know, again, I think that performances like this seeing him play with that pace of play especially coming off an injury like he's only going to get stronger we got to wait five games we got to wait you know i always say it takes about five games for a player who's been injured him landry shaman as well to really start to get their stride and have consistent play he's going to be sporadic i understand that but he he's garnered some uh some starting minutes in my opinion 
Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like the way he was playing tonight in the second half, he was kind of showing off being like, okay, this is how it can look because he was slinging the ball around really quick, but he was pushing the pace. So where he was throwing up to Ish Smith or Lee in the corner from half court, like beyond half court to just really get a shot off. It's like, that's what I'm saying. The more attempts you're starting out to a 12. I know you already said it. I think three to whatever you're starting out, but you're going to have more attempts. You're going to get guys in rhythm because you're going to keep pushing the pace. You're not going to be like, okay, Shaman missed two in a row. He's not going to see the ball again for a while. You know what I mean? You got to move around, do some screens. No, but with pain, even after a make, you can push the pace. But it seemed like tonight, man, I think he kind of knows, like, this might be my time to step up and just show Monty, like, we can score some points quick. We're not going to be down by 10 or 12 points in the first quarter if you just have me running point. And I'm, I'm saying this now, but if pain does start, seriously, it doesn't mean that we're going to not be down by 12 points in the first quarter to a good team. I'm just saying that he gives us a better opportunity for sure. And that's where I agree with you. Again, like, Chris Paul can play the crunch time minutes at the end of the game. But the thing that, as you mentioned, the thing that is killing the Phoenix Suns right now are those first quarters. And if Cameron Payne can run some pace and give us some better opportunities and some better looks, then this team can maybe not be down so much. I mean, what did you tweet out? Like the Suns are down by 20 for the 15th time in a row this season or something? Yeah, they were down by 15 to, 15 to 4. It's always like 12 to 4 or 15 to 4 in the first for the 20th straight game. Yeah, it's what, it's, what it, it's what it feels like, you know? So, again, like the Suns' shot selection was – it was fine today. They just weren't knocking them down. But there's been other situations in which it isn't fine. And then, again, you have the we have one team that's coming out sprinting. And they're they're focused and they have the energy. And then you have like Chris Paul and the Suns who are like rolling the ball up the court, <laughs> barely getting it across the half court line. Eighty four out there. Yeah, you weird. know he and, and then he'll sit there and he'll waste fifteen seconds of a possession, and then it's a one and done. And then they run it down our throats again. And then the same. It's just like yep, it, it just doesn't make sense. And you know, I I've always talked in the past about imposing your will as a basketball team. If you're a quality basketball team, you know how to impose your will. And the Phoenix Suns think that by slowing the game down and paying with that, playing with that pace with Chris Paul, that it's their version of imposing their will. But all it does is it lulls their own team to sleep on both ends. Like DeAndre, he like it's it's halfway through the first quarter and he's sitting there, he's like rubbing sleep out of his eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. shit! Like yeah, you gotta get him going, dude. I feel like that's something Payne can do. And like, and when Shamit misses, it's like shit. Like it's like, well, that's it. We'll see you in another half hour till we get another attempt. It's like, please make it. Oh, you missed it. Damn. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go make a sandwich or something. By the time we get another possession, dude. How many sandwiches do you make? Are you a big sandwich maker? I'm not, but I did have one today. I don't eat I don't have any bread or anything like that ever at my house, my apartment. So if someone has some sandwich making tools, I'll I'll make a sandwich at someone else's house. Well, tools, you need like <laughs> bread and cheese and meat and I had a hot dog. I had, I had multiple hot dogs today for lunch, and they were delicious. <laughs> oh, and no, we're not going to have that talk where we get so bored. No, 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 no. This hot but dog I, is sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to go into the whole, yeah, the whole debate, if you will. Now, Jamsters, I know you want to know this. Somebody's wife is watching the podcast, and they think Matthew looks <laughs> like somebody. And we're going to talk about who that somebody is after this word from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? 
Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. So New Hope Manny in the chat says, my wife says, listen, it looks like vanilla ice, LOL. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I was just on the comments, Fred Durst. So I just look like white trash, I guess. I guess I am white trash. I don't know. <laughs> Vanilla Ice isn't bad, though. I'm, I'll take that one. He was a pop star. So, yeah. He's now he's in Adam Sandler movies. That's all. He's always in Adam Sandler movies. Oh, man. Black Sunday in the super chat. Thank you ever so much yeah. for donating five Thank bucks you. to the podcast. We really appreciate it. I'll tell you what, Jamsters, it ain't easy coming on after these kind of losses, <laughs> but we do it because we love to talk to sons and we love hanging out with you guys. So we appreciate the five dollars in the super chat from Black Sunday. He says, Why when Payne and Sham come back? Dwayne Washington Jr. rots on the bench until the fourth when we're down 25. Oh, dude. It, now, here's something interesting about this. I love that Black Sunday brings this up. So, first off, I'm going to get Dwayne Washington Jr. his love. I'm going to give him a little bit of a shout out. I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on national TV, Dwayne Washington. But with Dwayne Washington, here's what's funny about the Suns. Here's how, here, here's how dire the Suns are right now. When we watch the first half, and this team's getting boat raced by the New York fucking Knicks, Suns, rightfully so, are asking, where are our two-way players? Because both Ish Wainwright and Dwayne Washington Jr., I don't know about you, Matthew, but at halftime, I'm like, where are these guys? Dwayne Washington Jr. is an instant bucket, and and uh, Ish Wainwright provides the physicality that we need to stop somebody like Julius Randle. Yeah, I thought this was going to come up, and I knew it would because I was looking at the bench, and I saw him. I'm like, dude, why is he not in here trying to get hot already? I knew the Jamsters are going to bring it up because it's a thing where, you know, if you lose this game by 20 points and you're already being blown out in the first half, you need someone to get hot. They were trying to do it with Shamit or whoever was out there, Lee too. But what, Washington's proved so much this year to where he can be that guy right away. I don't know why you wait. I don't know what the, what the thing is with these minutes. Maybe – Monty, the best thing I can say is maybe he just forgets. Maybe he forgets that Washington Jr. is there on the on the bench, and he's like, "Oh shit, you know what? I did forget about you. Let me see if this works." Because he comes in, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he'll just jack it up, and that's what we needed. We just needed some guys to get hot from three because nothing else was working. Nothing in the mm-hmm. paint. We didn't score one bucket in the paint. I feel like so he would have been perfect. And Ish, these are guys that want to fucking win. I said last pod, him and Ish, like they're trying to make plays out there. They're trying to do something. And I just think that you got to get him more minutes, especially to start the game off. Well, and again, like I understand that Monty Williams goes, okay, I've got Landry Shamit starting at the two guard position in this game. This is an opportunity for him to play some minutes and start that process, that five game process, as I mentioned before, on getting his legs underneath him, on getting back to true NBA conditioning, which will allow for consistency. And I understand the same thing with Cameron Payne. You know, Shamit plays 25 minutes, six points, two of nine from the field. Cameron Payne, as we mentioned before, 18 minutes, eight points, three of seven from the field, but also had the seven assists. But that being said, I feel like in some there has to be some sense of urgency with Monty Williams in a game to say, hey, we're down, we're down 15 points right now. We're down, and then boom, somebody hits a three. Okay, we're down 18 points for a five-minute stretch. I'm gonna bring in some, I'm gonna bring in Dwayne Washington Jr., who I know is a walking bucket. 
Now, granted, Dwayne ends up getting uh, 12 total minutes. He goes 4-9 from the field and scores 10 points and gets three rebounds and an assist in those 12 minutes. You know, I mean, he's he's an instant bucket, and Monty's like, no, 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 dude. We got to be down 40 or at least 32 for you to come in the game. And again, it's just like that's where I have frustrations relative to some of Monty's coaching decisions. As you said, like – you know, you've heard the the story about like the the finger in the dike, right? Where you have a you have a dike and you put a finger in it to stop it from leaking, and then it pops. Really? I know it sounds highly inappropriate, but it does these days. But essentially, what it is is like you're trying to stop uh, a dike from breaking, and the, and so you put your fingers in all the different holes to try to stop it. But it's just like there's like six holes over here, and he's like, no, 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 I'm just gonna let that part break. It's a dike. I'm... Do you mean a dam? It's the same thing. A dike is oh. in Amsterdam. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're so uneducated. This is just as old as uh, Chris Paul offense right now. (laughs) 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 Melissa's with you. She's like, I was so confused. And then Coda Kid's like, oh, nasty. You guys know finger in the dike thing. I definitely heard that effort. Finger in the dam. There you go. Finger in the dam. Okay. (laughs) But again, like there's so many things that are kind of going wrong all at once. And then Monty Williams just just isn't. He's like. He's like, I'm just gonna sit and watch it burn, baby. Exactly. Do you think he does? Because I feel like when they're up, when the Knicks are up to 12 to four, maybe he called timeout then, not wait till it's 15 to four. It just seems like everything's just like taking too long. Like he doesn't realize what's really happening till a second or even a minute too late. He's just too busy, just like having that look of bewilderment. Yeah, he always. Yeah, him and Da make the weirdest faces when they're just like, oh, they always are there. <laughs> <laughs> I uh but yeah i think that it's it's definitely worth exploring you know much akin to cameron Payne starting and again like it's sad that we're at this point right now but as you mentioned earlier matthew like you're going to start exploring all these different options when you consistently are losing the way that you're losing to such bad teams you're going to cons- you're going to try to say okay what what would i do you know, as an as an uneducated <laughs> basketball savant who just likes to watch and bitch from his couch, you know, while I'm slamming hot dogs on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, but Dwayne, he is a fan favorite. I think a lot of people will ask over Twitter, like, who would you rather have a start? Him or Shamit? I mean, it's Shamit's nice, but like Dwayne's a guy you can just count on to do multiple things. He's not gonna really he can't stop Brunson or like put a stop on him at all. But he can at least try, and he fucking tries really hard out there. And that's what I—I I just want to see someone try out there in these games. Well, that's the challenge. It's like you—you you feel like uh, you feel like the effort's not there, and it's just—it's—it's mm-hmm. it's really frustrating. So, uh, if you go to writingexplained.org, it says finger in the dike meaning definition to try to stop an approaching problem or to try to stop a small problem from becoming a large problem. Exactly what I was talking about. Boom, Chocolock. I feel happy with myself. I can't wait to just read some Twitter comments later, you know, because <laughs> thing of the dike. These are these new graphics are awesome, by the way. Uh well, thank you, dude. Uh, I knew you. I knew you would like these ones because they're nice and clean. And I like you the know way me, you yeah. like it. I like edges. I, I was like, getting yeah. too crazy, like weird. I'm like, let's just make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> I believe when it comes to graphic design, I believe in kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, but DeAndre, I can't wait to read Twitter later today. You know, because it'll happen. It's it's three fifty six Arizona time. We'll finish the podcast. We'll post it on the audio feed. 
you know, we'll go about with our days. I'll go, I'll take the dogs for a walk and then I'll come back later and I'll be sitting around and then I'll pop on Twitter. And then like, you'll see this whole mob of people who've got like pitchforks and flames. They're just going to like bl- somehow, some way blame this loss on Deandre Ayton. And I'll say a lot of things, man, this game sucked ass. And you look at Deandre Ayton, right? 12 points had five rebounds. He was six of 13 from the field. Uh, there's there's no way, shape, or form you can you pin this one on DA, is there? No, I mean it's a team loss, but he's part of the team. Um, things I always talk about where the last few pods where I just want him to step up and win a game for us. I want to see what that looks like. I mean, I've been saying that for forever. He doesn't play as hard unless you know he has people surrounding him or teams surrounding him um, that you know make an effort to. And he wasn't tonight. I think it was nicer to see Jock out there, even when Jock and Sarwich were out there, because mm-hmm. you know you were going to get some guys that are going to like try to fuck shit up. You're the not going to get that. The great white front court. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great they're, nickname. They're so bad too. That, together. Yeah, it's not that pretty, but it's like I don't care. I want something to happen. I'm not blaming this on Aiden. I just. I don't know, man. It looks so good in the first quarter. I thought he started off the game pretty good. He was two he for was three. He was the only one. He was the only one, exactly. And I don't know where to go with this. I just, I hate that I still fucking like just, I I lay there at night or even in this morning. I have so much hate for this guy when it comes to on the court advantages that he has. I'm just like, I hate that he doesn't even get a board like in the first quarter, first half, things like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know what to do. I don't know because I just want him to be awesome. And well, I, just I do to too. Win this game. I do too. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, obviously I wrote a piece for bright side of the sun uh, this week, talking about how the opportunity lies before Deandre Ayton and Monty Williams with Devin Booker out for the next four weeks to just change the way that we operate, right. To feed DA. Like this is the, this is your chance. This is your chance to go for four weeks. We're going to run everything through DA and, and he should, it should be on the board. When you walk in the locker room, DA shoots the ball 25 times this game. That's what they should do for four weeks. So when Booker comes back, you've now added that wrinkle to your offense, right? So I wrote this whole piece. And then this morning, you know, every week I put out a piece on rightsideofthesun.com called Center of the Sun, where essentially what I do is every week, every Monday it comes out. It's it's a recap of the previous week. Hey, you know, here's who we played. uh, Here's some highlights. Here's some quotes. Here's some statistics. uh, And I let off the whole thing talking about, you know, DeAndre Ayton and going, hey, listen, I put out this piece talking about what needs to happen. Will it happen? And I go, no, it won't happen. It's just not in it's not in DA's DNA. Uh, it's not in in Coach Monty. You know, Monty's got a grudge against him or something, uh, but maybe he knows something that we don't or something that we have observed over the past five seasons is that DA just doesn't have that motor. He doesn't have that gene. He doesn't have that Booker and Chris Paul killer gene. Give me the ball at the end of the game fucking gene. Like, DA just doesn't have it. And that's okay. That's who he is. Do we want him to be that? No. But is that who he is? Yes. Okay. Now, that being said, you know, even in a game like this, like I can't fault DA. The team was just missing everything. Okay. You knew coming into this game that they were, this is a team that's more physical. They have Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle on the interior. We have DeAndre and Torrey Craig. Guess what? Advantage to them. They're a team that rebounds better than we do. Where they're a team that attacks the, uh, the glass better than we do. They're a team that attacks the rim better than we do. They get to the line fifth most in the NBA. The Suns allow like the third most or the second most free throw attempts in the NBA. So it's like all these things. When you talk about the interior, this is a game where if you look at it on paper, you go, this is just not a DA game. And he still, in my opinion, came out 
and gave the effort and was trying his best to try to carry this team as much as he could, knowing that he couldn't box anybody out and uh, and that they wouldn't they weren't going to feed him necessarily as much as they should. But he was trying to set the tone early, but no one would get on his back and no one could shoot their way to help him to allow him to be more effective throughout the game. Because once you get down 18, your whole your your whole game plan goes out the window. You're not you're not shooting the ball from the interior consistently. You're chucking threes. Yeah, and I I think that when you're watching him, you know, after the first quarter where you're just kind of like, he needs that leader, he needs someone to push him, you just always need that. So you don't expect it because you don't expect him to come in and make a difference because that is not who he is. And I don't don't even know how many times we have to watch the pregame show or whatever where Tom and Tom still say the same shit after five years. It's like... We've seen it in you, DA. Come on, you could do it. And Tom Tom Chambers like, yeah, I want to see him do that spin move and a dunk. It's like he doesn't do that shit. He's not that guy. And it's so irritating to watch because even on the box house and stuff, dude, I'm telling you, man, I know um, what's his name? Who is he guarding? Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell's maybe a couple inches taller, longer. But, dude, the effort that DA puts in trying to box him out, I'm sorry. I just I, – I know it's not his fault we lost this game. But I'm just sick of seeing this shit, dude. I was even thinking that today, I was thinking, I'm like, Jalen Smith, why did we give up on him when we try to, I mean, I know no one wants DA. The league doesn't want DA. We're stuck with them. But like a guy like Jalen Smith, we want to take the time to develop him, but we had to develop DA because I just feel like Jalen Smith picked up on stuff way quicker than Aiden's doing right now. And I know Aiden's a better player overall, but just picking up on stuff and consistently just doing it game to game. Jalen Smith was that guy, I feel like, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't disagree. I just don't think that I can use this game and my argument, no, my I know. continual argument yeah. as to why DA just doesn't have it in him. Uh, I do like something that the Aussies Suns fan podcast uh, quoted. He said, my favorite tweet today, Aiden has to go. Robinson is out there demolishing us. Aiden was on the bench at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends when you read when you read, read the tweet, right? <laughs> it depends when you read it. Well, I mean, you look at what Mitchell Robinson ended up doing tonight, uh, and, and we knew this coming in. We knew that he was yeah. going to be a handful, as he has been in the past. He was only five of seven from the field, you know, but he had the ten points, he had the ten rebounds, and then Julius Randle, man, twenty-eight oh, points, sixteen rebounds. Uh, Jalen Brunson, twenty-four points, and he had six assists. So combined, they had 52 points. The Phoenix Suns starters, I think, ended with 41 or 43. Their entire starters. And there it goes. I mean, th- that's the challenge. You know, we, we don't talk enough about it sometimes. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it once again. The award. Four of 11 in this game from Mikhail Bridges. He had 10 points. Uh, two of five from beyond the arc. Four assists four rebounds. Uh, eight of those points came in the, the first half, eight of his 10, uh, you know, like <laughs> I'm the warden, right? <clears throat> I'm honestly thinking about doing this, Matthew. Tell me what you think. Jamsters. If you're watching along live and you're, you're hanging out in the chat, maybe you can tell me if I'm crazy for suggesting this, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful drop that we have. Mikhail Bridges, you know, the warden, you know, a little, little Merle Haggard. Would you ever consider changing his nickname to the magician or Houdini or like Chris Angel? Because Kale Bridges just disappears sometimes. Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah, I would say right now, do it. Like Cameron Payne starting now, do it. Yeah, um, the warden is not. 
that's why it's so weird to have it the ward and mikhail bridges it's like he hasn't been this year i mean he hasn't because of the injuries he's had to pick up other things on the court offensively i think it just takes too much away from his defensive game because you don't notice him he just looks so small out there compared to everybody so i don't know what he's been doing man i agree with you i'm i'm thinking of doing it you know i i think we're gonna start a trend here on the sun's jam session and call him like the magician or something you know, and everyone's like, what? Why? It's like, because the motherfucker disappears, dude. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, uh, may, ooh, maybe have you ever seen The Prestige? Yeah. Okay. The Christopher Nolan movie, right? With yeah. uh, yep. uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, who's the other magician in it? Hugh Jackman and um, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it wasn't. Oh, it's Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. We should call him The Prestige. Because that's the one. The whole the whole trick is he he he's the vanishing man, right? At the end of the the whole trick, yeah. That's that's a great. I, I might look into that because it just it happens too consistently. And Mikhail Bridges, we we've talked about this. Uh, I know Dave King and I were texting about it last night. Like, because again, I submitted my piece last night, and obviously I was kind of trashing Da in it a little bit. And he's just like, dude, it just makes me so mad that you know everyone trashes Da and no one trashes Mikhail. I'm like, you're not wrong, dude. Like, Mikhail yeah, Bridges, come on, dude. Oh, there was well, a my, re- my whole ahead. my whole argument with Dave is price for value paid, right? The guy gets paid like what twenty one million a year. He's not a max player, so we're actually it's almost a bargain with Mikhail Bridges relative to what you're paying him. You know, for a fourth best option, fourth best option, right? You're paying him fourth best option money. He's paid the fourth highest on the team, and he's your fourth best player. He's technically your third because Chris Paul's just done. But I mean. You know, Ozzy, you're right, Ozzy's, you know, Gavin, you're right. Uh, we have to remove the expectation that Mikhail is an offensive weapon, you know, which is unfortunate because you that's the, the one thing you need from this team. You know, the one thing, one of many things you need for this team is you need a wing scorer who can consistently put up like 20 points at least. Look at all the successful teams in the NBA right now, okay? Let's just go ahead and take a look at some NBA standings. You go to the Denver Nuggets. Okay, they've got obviously Nikola Jokic. They got Jamal Murray. You got MPJ. Uh, MPJ had a shit game against us, but he's scoring like 18 a game. The Memphis Grizzlies, they got wing scores. The New Orleans Pelicans, all they are are wing scores. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, they've got wing scores. The Clippers, wing scores. The team that sits above us in the, the standings, Matthew, the Sacramento Kings. I don't know if they have wing scores. <laughs> You know, um, Mikhail, he, he's a he's a filler, though. He's not going to be – he's always a guy, even at the last two seasons, he would always end the games with those steals and dunks, you know, get the crowd into the last five minutes, he would show up. He's just like the filler. He's a finisher. He's that guy to just fill the holes and then finish out the game for you. So this is a lot to ask. Even Cameron Johnson was talking about it before the game where he w- he did say, of course, he's like, Mikhail has to step his stepping up, but there's just so much for him to actually have to fill. It's just basically too much for him, and I think that's true. Um, and there was like a redraft. These guys were doing this redraft. I forget where it was from, but it was like they drafted McHale for the 2018. They drafted McHale 5. They drafted DA 6. So we're saying that McHale's more of a known presence than DA right now. That's why we get pissed off about DA, because if you do a redraft, he's not going to go to 5 or 6, because you have SGA in there. You have Trey Young. You know what I mean? So that's a it, you have two guys that we could have gotten that draft. That's what's the frustrating part over Aiden that, that are going ahead now in the redrafts. So that's that's why people get frustrated because Mikhail, who gives a fuck like where he's at? Like he's a filler, he's a finisher guy, but that's why we get frustrated with DA. So, well, we get frustrated with Mikhail right now because without Devin Booker, there should be you hope. 
that a guy who is getting paid the fourth most on your team is providing some consistent semblance of offensive production. He just doesn't do that. I think that's where that's where my frustration no. comes. That's yeah. where my frustration comes from. So, uh, subreddit stakeout. You think it's that time? Were you, were you, were you, were you hanging was, out? <laughs> yeah. Were you hanging out in New York with So Says Jay? Oh yeah, yeah. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Jamsters, you know the drill. We hang out on the subreddit of the opposing team. We like to hear what their fans think of their team and of our team. So, Matthew, Happy New Year. You were hanging out in New York with So Says Jay on the, on the subreddit stakeout. Yeah. What'd they say? It's loud Are down you, here. We were eating yeah. pizza. There's a mm. taxi cab just ran over. So Says Jay. So. Oh, no. Forget about it. <laughs> They're saying uh, first quarter Randall. You know, I miss first quarter book. I have missed that so much. I know. <laughs> you know. It's. I guess they have a nickname for him too. You know, he's Mister. Well, he's and to that point, over there. if you remember, he only scored nine points against the Phoenix Suns the first time we played them. He scored nine or eleven points in the first yeah. quarter this time. Son yeah. of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And the burner is back. Uh, Jalen Brunson, the Brunson burner, oh. came back for this game, and he was unstoppable. This guy was. He was. He, it's kind of quiet, but. At times when you need to stop, he's going to make the pass. He's going to make the driving layup, get to the free throw line. He is unstoppable. He's a guy that the Mavericks should probably still have on their team. Yeah. Um, laugh my ass. Next, he fits great next to Luca. Yeah, it's exactly what they're missing. Sure. Uh, laugh my ass off. Uh, did Bridges really just talk shit to the bench after hitting that? So the corner three in the second is one three. We're down, yeah, we're down by like thirty, and he points. He does that pointing thing. So should we still allow that? is that just as bad as you dancing before the game starts on the court with DA? Like, it's just kind of weird, right? You haven't won anything, and you're down by 30. Uh, yep. I agree. Uh, Suns look like they just want to fast-forward for two hours. Totally true. Act. Guys, go to FanDuel right now and bet. Oh, sorry, DraftKings, but this guy said FanDuel. Uh, <laughs> bet the Knicks blowing the lead. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Happy New Year. So the Suns had chances, I felt like, in that game. They really get back into it. Just never happened, obviously. I, and, uh, I didn't feel. I didn't feel they had really. Anything. I just. I thought they were gonna. They, if they put some effort, I think they could have went back into it because the Knicks blow leads, and it would have been. I don't know, man. Who gives a fuck now? I guess yeah. uh, Mikhail should have been a Nick. So I guess the Knicks are big fans of Mikhail, hmm. and that's as long as I stayed in there. I was like, all right, I'm done. They're like, get out of here! You get out of here! Bring you son of a bitch. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Glad you survived, Matthew. You know, I mean, oh, I've, yeah, yeah. I, I've been to New York. Uh, I've been to Madison Square Garden. I got to see the Harlem Globetrotters play there. So I didn't get to see a Knicks game, but uh, brutal people, man. They can be really honest. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad you survived. And I'm glad that you could stick around and watch us hand out some hardware. Jam star of the game. It's a reminder, Dempsters, to uh, subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're watching along live, who's who's a gem star? Matthew, who goes first this time? You. Ah, oh, shit. I have to pick somebody. Um, who has the most points? <laughs> DA with 12. <laughs> DA had 12. Bridges 12 had 10. Points. Dwayne Washington Jr. had 10. Damian Lee had 10. What uh, are you? Ish and Cameron Payne had eight. Oh man, yeah, uh, let's see. I'll give it to So Says Jay. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. He gets my champ star for, uh, I don't know if you saw his seats, man, but he was sitting like three rows deep on the baseline, man. He had some nice seats. He was right next to Sun's bench. Probably had a blast of that game. Just the experience was probably awesome. The game itself sucked. You know, I like, again, I, yeah. I've been to that one. I've been to TD Garden. I've been to where the Kings play. Uh, and obviously where the Suns play. Those are the four stadiums I've been to. Um, and whenever you walk into like an opposing arena, it's just, it feels really cool. It's a cool feeling because you're so used to seeing the Suns arena. And so just feeling that, especially uh, the Mecca of basketball. Uh, so says Jay, you're my jam star. Yeah. Was he by himself? Yeah. He didn't go with his family? No. To New York? I think he's on work or something. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. Yeah. It makes kids sense. At home. If you go to Boston and then you go to New York, probably work. Yeah. Um, if you guys care, I'm going to give it to Dwayne Washington. Uh, he came in and gave us a little spark and then maybe it's a little bit of Cameron Payne just because it's good to see him back running that offense. He looked pretty good. There you go. There you I'm go. <laughs> <laughs> well, up next for the Phoenix Suns, uh, they're going to the land. They're going to the believe land. They're going to Cleveland, ladies and gentlemen, and <clears throat> a couple things. One, they will be wearing their city edition jerseys. We actually play Cleveland twice in the next three games. We play Cleveland. We come home. We play Miami. Then we play Cleveland again. The Suns will be winning the city the city edition jerseys in both Cleveland games. Do you feel that the Cleveland fans are going to feel gypped because that's the only version of the Suns they get to see this year? I guess so. Um, I feel gypped because I just don't like any of these uniforms right now. <laughs> I hate all of them. We're going to look back on the season and be like, yes, the Sunbursts were nice. We're like, God, the sunbursts dude, are really nice. This was rough. This was just a rough year with uniforms. I feel like it's just really. Well, tell me, t- tell me what you think of this, this game. Oh, it's going to be interesting, right? Um, it nope. depends who played. Uh, <laughs> we hope the reason I'm saying that is I hope someone's out because right now Donovan Mitchell's on an MVP tear in a way. No one wants to hear that, but come on, this team, they were good, but now they're like the four seed right now in the, in the East. Um, they're a team that, you know, shoots, rebounds, plays defense. They do all of it. So it's going to be very painful to watch. Uh, he's mm-hmm. averaging 28 points per game right now. Yep. Um, you have um, Biggs down there. Mobley was day-to-day, so I don't know if he's going to play. But if that's the case, if you have Mobley and then um, you Jared have Allen. Jared Allen, woo, think, oh, my, watch, we end up winning it. <laughs> We're going to get some kind of crazy DA game. But right now it's not, it's going to be painful to watch. Well, you know, low sun says in the chat, he goes another big team. That's correct. Mm-hmm. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the best defensive rating in the NBA and they allow the fewest points in the NBA. You're going against a team that literally just shot what? 27% from beyond the arc and 39.1% from the field. Uh, a team that doesn't know how to open games right now, that shot 22.7% from the field in the first quarter. And you're going to be going against uh, a team that is defensively inclined. They got the hustle, right? Donovan Mitchell, he has the hustle right now. He's got a reason to hustle. Uh, and, he, and that's what we're seeing from him. So this is going to be a challenging game for this for this Phoenix Suns team. Uh, it's a 4 p.m. start. Is that right, Matthew? Four yep. or five. Four o'clock. Well, it says seven o'clock Eastern. So so that's so that's five o'clock yeah. our time. Is it two hours ahead? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah five o'clock. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, so five o'clock our time. Okay. You know, so at least we get it out of the way again. You know, <laughs> I don't see us winning this game. Do you? No, no, not at all. Well, that's nice. So we got that going for us, which is nice. So 
Uh, Jamsters, a reminder again, thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, we did get a couple of those, and I wanted to recognize those today. So the first one is from Abev. Says, fun post-game podcast. Love the show, guys. I watch it on YouTube, but thought you deserved another review. Thanks for the fun content. You make the losses a little more tolerable. <laughs> we were having plenty of those this year. So thanks, Abev, and thanks for watching on YouTube. And then taking the time to go to Apple Podcasts simply to write a review. Uh, and then the other one is from Levictus069. And the title of this one's because is because John drank water. Because <laughs> there was the one pod where I'm like, fuck it, I'm just drinking water. Uh, he says, I'm just here for the Lysiasms. Uh, been listening to almost every episode for the last two years. You guys have helped me through some dark times with a laughter and a sense of community. Keep doing what y'all doing, no matter what Dave King says about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but, nice. I will Lysisms. say this. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, Lissies. I'll say this. Is that the five O showing up to get Lissy? No one probably heard that. Um, only I can hear because I have headphones on. Every podcast, every podcast has a John Voida. Only one has Matthew Lissy and has Lissyisms. So thank you for that, Matthew Lissy. And, and thank you again to the Levictus 06. Who, who else has a John Voida? What are you talking about? Everybody has a John Voida. Well, it's always like you have like, um, you have like, uh, you're like the Ryan Russillo and I'm like the, um, what's the name? Cousin or nephew Kyle or something. Nephew you know what Kyle. I mean? They, they always have, you always have to have the other dude that's not like the other. So it's yeah, the well, same as every podcast. But everyone has a John Voida. There's only one Matthew Lissy. So on that note, Jamsters, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your effort. We appreciate the fact that it's 418 and we're almost done. And we're, I'm going to go walk the dogs, you know, so let's go have a life uh, outside of the Phoenix. Sun. <laughs> so, uh, make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can find me on Twitter and all of my very frustrated tweets because I just talk shit all the time at Darth Voida. You can read my writing where I'm also talking shit at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. Matthew let's see. And on that note, chances we'll see you on Wednesday about eh, 7 o'clock Arizona time or something like that after another loss. So, have a good weekend. Yep, Go home and walk your family. Walk them around the block. <laughs>